0: I watched five minutes total of preseason football hey, week guess, one. Guess what? That's five
1: times more than I saw. Welcome welcome to the show that's for all things sports and only sports. Do you believe in Oh Yes! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Each week, Dan and Drew break down sports' biggest moments and best action. Pass is intercepted at the goal! Oh my God! Davis is going to run it all the way back. This is the Dan and Drew show. There it is—a win for the ages. Here are your hosts, Dan and Drew Walker.
0: The hiatus is over. Dan and I are back to the Dan and Drew show. What you guys have been waiting for has finally arrived. Yes, Dan? season two. Season two. Season two is here. How was your break? Uh, well rested. We, we, are, the, the thing is with the break, we were still quite busy. That's why we took the break. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a great time, uh, especially with you and I, you know, we, we have picked up golfing over the past, I don't know, beginning of the year for you, me past couple, you know, three or four months. And so I, I had some opportunities to play more golf, but slowly, but surely I'm finally understanding the game of golf and all the technicalities that come with it. So It was a great break, though. I'm glad to be back, though. I'm excited because we are now going to be talking about football again, which you guys know that was really what started this podcast. And to be able to do that now, uh, it's exciting. Yeah, our break was initially not going to be as long, but uh, Dan and I talked about it, and things got busier. And I just, me personally, I needed a longer break because I'm still. You started a new job in this process. New job, still looking for something else. I'm still, still in the, the process of that. So if anybody anybody knows, Ain't no free shout send you no free shout out, But let your boy know. But yeah, football season has technically started uh, in the middle of preseason right now, but that really. really does not matter because nobody gives no. two rips about the preseason. You know how many... How many minutes of game time I watched the first week of preseason? I wore. I watched five minutes total of preseason football. Hey, week guess, one. Guess what? That's five times more than I saw. Yeah, I saw z- zero minutes. I don't care about yeah, preseason. Preseason, I you know, I'm glad that they shortened it from four weeks to three weeks. I still think that's a little too long. Yeah, I, I don't care about preseason. Preseason offers me nothing. The starters aren't mm-hmm. in there. The roster is twice the size. I don't care about it. Yeah, it's it doesn't become important until week one. And I'm glad we have an extra game in the regular season this year. I still think that they need a second bye week because that seems like a lot of football for those players. Yeah. And, you know, preseason is really for those who are trying to initially make the roster. Yeah, there are a few gyms that we've seen out there that have really succeeded um, through the preseason. But with the amount of players within the overall league. Those stories are few and far between, so yeah. and it, it's pointless at this. The only benefit of preseason is when you have these new quarterbacks, the ones that got drafted early. Your Trey Lance, your Justin Fields, or you know, your Zach Wilson—you know, quarterbacks that are now tight ends. Who actually is in, in the midst of this podcast? Not only has Tim Tebow become a tight end, he is no longer a tight end. <laughs> He's no longer a football player. Yeah, that, uh, gosh, and that was, you know, I, I'm convinced it was more so about bringing attention to the Jacksonville absolutely. Jaguars. You know, more so. Finding someone who can actually play tight end because I love Tim Tebow. Great mm-hmm. person. I wanted more than anyone for him to succeed in the NFL. But my goodness, I think a I think a, a little league football player could have blocked better than him that first preseason game. Well, he didn't do any blocking because I saw his plays. Um Yeesh. with the Jaguars, look, we know that as an overall organization, they they have much left to be desired, let's say that. Uh but you can't tell me Urban Meyer. And that whole coaching staff seriously thought that Tim Tebow could come in and be a successful tight end. I mean, you know, if you look at him, how he has kept in shape and how ripped he looked and do look like he can push a freight train. I can understand maybe why from the surface level they were like, OK, maybe this can happen. But then when they got to actual real, real competition outside of practice, it looked real bad. He got exposed. Mm hmm. This podcast is going to be more so of a recap about the, you know, the past couple of weeks that we've missed or past couple of months, actually. So I'm going to give you the next four weeks, including the, when this podcast drops. So we're going to re- be recapping some of the big events that took place. Then we're going to get into football the next three following weeks. In two weeks, we're going to talk about the North and South divisions. Then after that, it'll be the East and West divisions. And then the final week, the, the very first Thursday of the kickoff, we're going to be doing our preseason picks and also... Gonna be doing our fantasy football rosters. We're gonna talk about it with you guys. You guys love the fantasy football. You valued our opinions, even though mm-hmm. sometimes yep. we missed. That's wait, okay. Wait, wait. wait. Who? But we did hit on a lot of them. And and who came in first in our championship? I'm gonna talk about it in a minute. Okay. But but we are um we're gonna have our hogs of the week that we do every single week, which that was fun for us, some players that are kind of under the radar. But I have a league that I started with local friends that's in the third year now, the very first year. I won it. The next year, Dan won it. That's not, there's not some, you know, it's not some conspiracy Consp- thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just, hey, we know what we're doing. We, we know fantasy football. But speaking about fantasy football, Dan and I have created a football league on ESPN. I know some people dog on ESPN. I get it. I can't stand Yahoo fantasy football. Some I of can't you live in NFL network. NFL Holy network. Right. They're all three bad in their own way. I just think ESPN is less bad than it is Yahoo and NFL. I played all 3. Yahoo is by far my least favorite. Mm. I think it's a gimmick. If you guys, and this is specifically for our listeners, this is not anybody else. We're not ex- ex- you know, sending out invites to anybody. But if you guys want to partake this year in the Dan and Drew Fantasy Football, that's just for the listeners. I'm going to post the link in the description of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But for some reason if the link doesn't work, you can't access it. The the link is going to be the Dan and Drew show and the draft is going to be scheduled for September 5th at 6 p.m. So if those don't meet the criteria, message Dan or I on Instagram or Twitter, and we'll are we, you know we we'll send you the link to invite you. There's only going to be 12 people, so that means oh, there's only 10 open slots because Dan and I are going to be participating, mm-hmm. and we aren't inviting anybody else. So it's just for you guys who are listening. I know you guys love fantasy football. We do, too. It's uh, something that we look forward to. I'm, I host the fantasy football draft live in person with our local buddies that I can't wait for yes, that uh, every year. And, and this is like, you have to be there. You know, yeah, we have it's, it's a requirement. There are some people that are out of town just because, you know, they have jobs that require them to, to move away, but they're required to zoom in at the very least. Uh, I have a, I have a guy who's traveling. He's going to drive two hours one way just to, uh, come partake. And that's awesome. I have. Uh, you know, a a little trophy that's going to be, you know, that we're going to have. It's going to be, it's going to be cool to to, to see. But um, this is something that I, you know, it's only year three in, but I want it to be something serious. Eventually I would love for them to be, love to be punishments. You know, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, Still a little early. I think some people would be timid and they'd be fearful. Uh, I'm all for punishments eventually. So drew a little football tidbit before we transition to all the sports that we missed for the past couple of months. We'll just do a little recap for you guys and our opinions on that. And of course we'll be very football heavy uh, starting next week. But if you haven't seen the Washington football team submitted officially by the team themselves, uh, the names that they could potentially use starting next year. in addition, a list of logos, Um, I, Drew and I have seen the names. You're welcome to go on, you know, social media. It's all over. But Drew, the names. I'm not as concerned with the names. Yeah, the, the names aren't the bad thing. It's the logos, the logos, and art. of course, clip art. Being a radio show, we can't show you what those logos are. So we encourage you to go online, and you will see. Based off what Drew said, they are very clip arty, um, even um, you know AFL style football or even uh, minor league baseball. Type logos. They're, none of them are like an official football team uh, for the NFL. I, I hope that someone within the organization will add a couple more logos, but if they're going solely based off of the, the list that they submitted, you got some work to do. But at the end of the day, what matters is that what happens on the field. Run through the list of names for the listeners so they can kind of maybe gauge an understanding. Maybe picture in your head what these logos would look like associated with the names. Then I want you to go actually look at the logos that have been finalized and you can scratch your head and say, what are these people thinking? OK, these are the names, the eight names uh, that they have. They have three finalists, but they will not obviously tell the fans what those three are. So that what they did was they released eight names and of the three. Um, There'll be a finalist. Armada Brigade commanders, defenders, presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, and Washington football team. All right, so it can't. I don't think it can be the Brigade because brigade. because a lot of people struggle to even say that and read it. <laughs> uh, so let's let's point you know cut that out. Well, here let's make it even easier, Drew. We know that their slogan for the longest of times was H T T R. Yeah, hail to what the former name was, the Redskins. If if it doesn't start with an R, throw it out. Yeah. So Red Hogs and Red Wolves from the start are names that I thought would make perfect sense. One, you don't have to change the the colors; they can remain the same. Mm-hmm. And you have you keep that that HTTR. One of the best Logan or bet one of the best hashtags in NFL HT, HTTR. And I'm cool with either Red Hogs or Red Wolves. Well, first of all, the presidents. I don't think that would necessarily go well. Uh, with with a lot of fans naming, because a lot of, I'm not going to get into it, but you guys know and understand why Washington football team for a name is just ridiculously long. And I always want to say it's WTF, but it's always WFT. So that always messes with my brain. And then the defenders, that's an XFL team. Mm -hmm. Why would you just, why would you inherit that? So I'm and again, they've already picked their final three. So their final three could be what you and I agree with, but also it could be completely different. I mean, I think it needs to be the Red Hogs because that actually has some ties within their history. Their, their championship teams that they've had in the 80s yeah. was because of their offensive line. They were called the Hogs. And so there's at least a little bit of tie within history of Washington. And it's an actual animal. It's not some like made-up mystical, you know, mythological character or something. It's, it's a legit animal. So it makes sense for them to have it too. I mean, I like Armada, but uh, that's not really a football term. You know what I think of that? I think about Nissan. The Nissan Armada, like a dang vehicle. So again, these logos are poop. They need to hire Dane and I because I think I could draw better than all these logos. A lot of these logos they don't they don't even need to go. They they have no you know, when you see a logo you can gauge what it is. Half these logos, I have no idea what it is. Mm. Like, what, what's the what's the bird that's on here? What is that supposed to be? The commanders? Well, obviously, or like the use defenders. It for- like, I, I I don't know. I you know well, if this- you go based off those logos, Red Hogs isn't going to be chosen because none of those logos match. At least there's a red wolf. Well, I mean, the Red Hog looks like this. This looks like a fox from the side. I, I mean, the, the logos are just bad, and. Uh, I really hope Washington. The fans deserve better because they've done, you know, gone through a lot of crap. Uh, Dane Snyder isn't necessarily the best owner in the league. Uh, I would actually say he's not the best owner in the league by far margin. I'm Wait, that that's that can't be a red wolf. I mean, a red hog. <sighs> that right there. Yeah. What is that? If you guys look at the picture, you go to go to CBS Sports on, and on Instagram on Instagram, and you can see. But the one on the bottom right, I don't even know what animal that's. Is, supposed is that to be? supposed to be a red hog? Because that ain't a hog. That doesn't look like one at all. And see the Falcon you see on the bottom left. What is, what is that supposed to be so associated if, with? I don't know. If you guys go on CBS Sports on Instagram, my favorite that they've listed is the top right, which is the Washington Monument. And it looks like a W. But that doesn't look like a football team. Well, what is that supposed to, to be? It looks like a soccer is team. Is that supposed to be the, the it's logo? It's supposed to be for- the Washington Monument. I No, I, I understand that. But I'm saying what, does, what name does that associate with? The Presidents? You could say Presidents... I mean, or like that's what I'm saying. Some of these logos don't even match up with the names that they have, so it's it's a little confusing. Maybe the logo that they're gonna have is not on there. Maybe they're just yanking our chain. I don't know. Regardless, I don't think it's a good job. Well, we'll 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 end it there. But that one in the top middle is just hot trash. I don't know who decided to do even do that one. So, Dan, let's recap the Olympics. It's something that you and I both enjoyed and looked forward to. What was maybe the best part of watching the Olympics for you? Well, if um, if our listeners out there actually look at our social media, and if you don't, it's the Dan and Drew Show on Instagram and Twitter, uh, we actually listed our favorite sports to watch during the Olympics. And my favorite sport, I mean, there's diving, uh, but my ultimate favorite sport is volleyball, particularly indoor volleyball. Beach volleyball is okay, but there's only two of them on each side, and it's just it's so much slower. Uh, but that's what I really enjoyed. Um, I watched the U.S. for men and women the entire time. Um, the women lasted a little longer. In fact, they won gold, and that was the first time in history that uh, the women in, for USA Team USA had won gold. So that was really special to watch. Um, I watched a lot of these Olympics, probably more so than any other uh, in past time. Just because the timing of the Olympics with them being in Japan, 13-hour different, it just was more convenient for me. But I'm excited. You know, we got more Olympics coming in February. Yeah, that's, that's the benefit of it being delayed a year. Team USA won the most overall medals. They won the most mm-hmm. golds, even though China is trying to claim that they had won more golds because now they want to acknowledge Chinese Taipei, you know, which is known as Taiwan, and also Hong Kong. But the thing is, they don't care about them at any time except when it comes to having the most golds collectively. Yeah, uh, if they had beat Team USA without adding Hong Kong and Taiwan, they never would acknowledge them at all. Yeah. I believe that. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. They're they're very a very prideful uh, nation. If you have a bronze or silver as a Chinese Olympian, what you do with your bronze or your silver is you simply throw it in the trash. Because the country isn't going to, they don't recognize that. They don't care. They only care about winning gold. And so for the US, once again, just like in, in Rio de Janeiro, they swept bronze, silver, and gold. Uh, they didn't win as many medals this time around, uh, but they still had the clean sweep. Well, the, the funny thing is a lot of people say, well, you know, Team USA, they're going to win more medals because they have more athletes. Well, yeah, because they qualify more athletes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that argument. It was saying, well, you know, China had less or. Japan had less or, or whatnot. Team USA had more because they actually qualifying more athletes in their respective sports. And and that argument, um, I also don't appreciate it because you also have to look at the sport. We dominate in swimming, whereas yeah. Japan Japan. <laughs> Japan, that's a new uh it's a new nation. China dominates in diving. Yes, I do. That 14-year-old girl who just like in the diving, uh, who got perfect tens multiple times. And I watched that and that was incredible, yeah. but they, they breed divers in China and in Russia, they dominate in synchronized swimming, you, you know? So each sport is different based off the country, but you know, the U S had first, you know, uh, we won gold in golf for men and women. We won the first medal in dressage and over 100 years for the U.S. What the heck is dressage? I'll tell you what dressage is, Andrew. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what that is. I'll tell you. It is it is literally horse dancing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. So, it, it, look, uh, that argument, that's what happens when you're a loser, you come up with excuses, and China was a loser. That's fine. I, lo- I love to see it. But, but they host the Olympics in, in February. And if it's like 2008, I think we're going to see some really young people. Remember 2008, the gymnast? Yeah. They look the like they were children. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah, in, in February. But I don't understand the, the ages with how the Olympic Committee is within all that. I can't wait for America to, to host the Olympics 2028 in L.A. Uh, hopefully you and I can make it out to, you know, make it out there. We'll see. But talking about gold medals in men's and women golf. That was my favorite sport going into the Olympics. I love golf. Xander Schaafley, one of my favorite golfers, one gold. Nelly Korda, one gold for the women's. So this is an amazing sign for the game of golf. Mm-hmm. Now that seven player playoff that we saw was, I, I feel bad because I really wanted Colin Morikawa to win, yeah. uh, to to win uh, bronze there. I would have loved for USA and, to be represented and by they- two two golfers that are. Right now, playing extremely good golf, and Colin kind of shot himself in the foot uh, in his case. How do you not make that that one where he was a f- less than a foot from the cup, mm-hmm. and he didn't even win bronze in that? It's just incredible. Yeah. So it, you know, it's great for Xander because finally he has a win, and and you've talked about that you'd rather win an Olympic gold versus yes. a Masters because you only no, even so just a major in, a general, general, major in general. Because mm-hmm. and, and some some people might say, well, that's dumb because the major is actually what's important. It's a PGA tour. But you have to realize, guys, only a certain amount of players from each nation can be represented. Mm -hmm. And you there's no cuts. So you have a much smaller field that you have to compete with all four days. Mm -hmm. And it only happens every four years. Yeah. So Justin Rose, when he gets inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame, eventually the biggest accomplishment for him, honestly, might be that gold medal that he won in 2016. Yeah. And, and you know, so for Xander to win that, that was great for his career, especially with, if you know, the story of his dad, where his dad was actually an Olympian. Uh, but because of a drunk driver, it ruined his eyesight and he lost vision. And with Nelly, I mean, she's just dominant within uh, the ladies golf and the Corda the sisters in general are. Corda family. Yeah. Because they're all freaking athletes, mm-hmm. but she uh, number one golfer in the world right now. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, today, starting today is the first round of the FedEx playoffs. I know that we're not at that point yet, but we've got more golf today and the Olympics in general. It was great. It was weird with no fans. But let me get back into golf real quick, because I volunteered at our local golf event, the Wyndham, this past weekend. Um, And the cool thing is I was at the driving range and honestly, it was awesome. I texted Dan and a couple of our buddies Every golfer that you can think of that was there, I basically could touch if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was incredible. Um, Struck your hair. I was so close to Hideki Matsuyama, Matthew Wolf, and Tommy Fleetwood, and Bubba Watson, and you know Kevin Kisner, which is my boy. He ended up winning in that six-player playoff that we got to see up close and personal, and that was that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, everyone. I got to see everyone that I grew up watching and still enjoy watching today. And the thing is Patrick Reed and Louis Ustazen were supposed to play in this tournament and they, they withdrew in the, the, you know, the, I think the morning of, or the day before. Yeah. And that would have made the field even deeper. But for us to, to experience this many quality golfers at the Wyndham was awesome to see because the Wyndham is the last week of the, the regular season. And a lot of the top 25 players, they take, you know, they, they don't, they, they don't take a play, play week. Yeah. And because they're already in, they don't need mm-hmm. to worry about it. But there was a lot of players that were on the outside looking in. A lot of the players were talking about how much hotter Japan was than the Wyndham was. The heat index for the Wyndham was a hundred degrees mm-hmm. and I was about to pass out. And I'm like, I'm not even golfing. I can't yeah. imagine these caddies, but for, for the, to hear them talking about like how much hotter Japan was for the ones who were in the Olympics. now I understand why some of the people were passing out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was, it was fun to be, I, I was also there. I was not volunteering. I was actually had the pleasure of walking the course and watching some golfers. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was sweating in places I've literally never sweat before. And that was the hottest I've ever been outside. And, was, and so for these golfers hot. who are required to wear pants, cause that's the dress code uh, to have to do that. And, and all this swinging now, granted, they're not having to take as, as many swings as I have to take. Cause sometimes, you know, I take some practice swings when I'm, when i'm out there in the course <laughs> the we can call them practice swings um, but nevertheless it was it was ridiculously hot but it was a fun thing for us to see um especially again the six player playoff it should have been seven and oh what a choke you you lead thursday friday saturday literally going into the last hole still leading mm-hmm. and then you bogey the hole to miss the freaking seven player playoff mm-hmm. and you know the thing is Dan that was a one point one million dollar cut right there. That missed putt, because if he had won, he would it was like a one point Henley, right? Something yeah, Henley. There, yeah. It was like a one point two or one point three um payout that Kevin Kisner had. And I think Henley only got like two hundred thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was really fun to be around those players. Uh see them striping the ball in the range is just incredible. I mean, it's so pure. The sound is you can't even really describe it. But, but kudos to you if from the very beginning. Of the Wyndham, you wanted Kevin Kisner to win. And, yeah. and uh, we didn't post anything about it, but Kevin Kisner is, first of all, Cameron Smith, and i would spoil alert. Cameron Smith is one of my favorite golfers right now that hasn't won a major. Same with Xander. Uh, I love Colin. But Kevin Kisner is my golfer that I always try to pull for because he's more like a bro. He's like someone, okay, you could go out on the range or go on the golf course uh, where he's not that serious, and that's why I pulled for him. So I wanted Kevin Kisner to win from the start. He ended up winning. But Dan, you, you got John Rom right when it came to the U.S. Open. I did. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, to finish up with the Olympics, the really the only sport that I'm disappointed in was track. They underperformed in a lot of areas. I was pleasantly surprised with baseball though, because not having MLB star players there and our roster consisted of old, beat up players who aren't mm-hmm. even in the league anymore. Yeah, I'll take silver. Yeah, uh, I knew South Korea or Japan would win it uh wasn't I was by sur- much though i was surprised that the us women in softball didn't win gold oh they, gosh they were the what clear an embarrassment favorites. that 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 let I mean, that was probably the biggest upset for team usa in any sport because usa softball far and away should have won that and the fact that they choke the the women underperformed and the men overperformed in my opinion mm-hmm. i think men's baseball team usa did a really good job uh, for them to take silver was was awesome to see. But let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Again, man, that seems like forever ago. I feel like it hockey does. season's about to start again. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to talk about it other than, you know, Tampa, you know, they won the series 4-1. to one. I really think they lost that single game to win on home ice, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> because the Canadians never had a chance. They, no, they never didn't. did. Tampa was way too good. Uh, and they sold out this season, and it paid off. The only game that they lost to the Canadians was in overtime. And I really mm-hmm. think that... You know, uh, John Cooper, their head coach, was like, "Hey guys, let's just allow them to win in overtime, give them a little bit of confidence, but let's go home and step on their throats." And that's what they did. Yeah, that was it. it was a unique experience because first off, we have fans. We're not playing in the bubble like last year when they won their first Stanley Cup, or is actually their second, but the first of the two back to back. They they won it in in Canada, so for them to be on home ice, that was great. But we the past winners like St. Louis like the Capitals, like Pittsburgh, they've all been away. And so this was the first time in uh, that as far as I can remember last five years that we've actually had a team win on home ice. And so that was a great thing to see. The only thing I have with hockey other than Tampa Bay winning, which at the beginning of the season, we thought that they were going to win. I think Colorado was a real disappointment. uh, And they've always been one of the favorites when you have Nathan McKinnon, but they, again, Uh, It was Tampa's. I just want to talk about Seattle real quick. Seattle Kraken are now in the league. We have 32 hockey teams. It's great that it's finally even Arizona coyotes. will move over to the central division while uh, the Seattle will take their spot. Uh, So we have 32 teams. It's great to have an addition. Um, I'm excited uh, to see this new team. I love their jerseys. If you haven't seen their jerseys, you can look at them, but I personally love them. A lot of people say the logo is so big. I'm like, that's what I like though. I want that logo to be massive on the Jersey. But the NHL just approved for ads to be on the jerseys now. I know I saw that. I was talking to one of our one of our buddies about that. And I said, you know, the thing is, if they look like NBA on the jerseys, I won't mind it because I think the NBA has done a good job with that. I mean, they're really small. They're and we've ju- already seen yeah. They're on, on the helmets. helmets. Yeah. So and the the logo on the jersey is gonna be a smidge bigger. It's like three and a half inches. But yeah. even then on a hockey jersey, there's more material because a basketball jersey, there's no sleeves. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's as long as it look looks as like big. the NBA, I'm fine with it because the NBA is it's very small. You can see it, but it's not distracting. Uh, I think they've handled that well. Cause when they when I initially heard that, I was like, Ugh, these are gonna look terrible. It's gonna look like some some Japanese or some Russian ice hockey league where you have logos everywhere. But as long as it's simple and clean, I'm okay with it. On the helmets, honestly if you had told me, I'd probably never would have noticed them. Uh, they're not a big deal for me. Uh you, you gotta think with Nashville, because Bridgestone is, you know, headquartered there, they'll probably have Bridgestone on the on the jersey as well. Um, but you know, the NHL is just trying to recoup some of that some of the uh uh yeah, Gary money Bettman they lost. Gary Bettman, the commissioner, said that they they recouped over a hundred million dollars last year just by the helmet decal. And you can't even really see the helmet decal. Yeah. But you'll be able to see the jersey one, so I bet you. They'll make more. The NBA, when they first introduced it, they made over $150 million just because of the ad on the jersey. And so Which is insane because, like, uh, I don't know. I wonder how much Wish.com is paying for it. No free shout outs for the uh, logo on the LA Lakers jersey. I think, I think that's so part of it. I don't, I don't know. Or, or Disney with, with, your, with the Magic. So. Yeah, I think that's smart by by Disney. Uh, but let's talk about the US Open. So, Dan, you picked John Robin to win the US Open. Uh, I did. I did. And he won. I picked, uh, who did I pick? Oh, I picked Xander Shifley to win. He didn't really perform that well. Um, but the U S open, I mean, it was fun for, to see John Rahm win his first major, uh, I really hope that we see a trend of, of, of high quality players who've never won a major to start winning majors. I think it's good for the game of golf. Uh, what tiger did was an exceptional run, but also it was a little exhausting to see the same player, uh, win consistently, <laughs> I wonder if that, uh- a lot of people probably feel the same with Tom Brady in football. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then next after that, and it seems like the US Open was so long ago, we had the Open, which was yeah. in England and it's you know, it's it's always within a Lynx course within Great Britain. Uh Morikawa, that was a great performance by him, especially in the last round. The Thing is, it wasn't a typical links course because it was sunny the entire time. Yeah, hardly it was any perfect wind. conditions. Yeah. It was perfect conditions for golf, not if you're looking for a true links course, that wasn't the conditions you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, but Colin Farnaway did the best within, uh, and that's good for him at such a young age. And, and for him to be able to compete, he didn't do yeah. too well at the Olympics, yeah. um, especially again, well, I mean, with he, that third, I know he, he look he, I I thought he should be competing for gold, but the fact that you choked in that, that playoff for the bronze medal, I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, even, like I wouldn't even say that he choked. You just had, you're competing against seven golfers, you know, yeah, for, foot for, putt. he made it, but I'm saying CT is the one who got par and then they yeah. had to play another hole uh-huh. and then he just didn't play well that, that, the final hole. Cause I think he was in the bunker, I believe, uh, from my recollection, but you know, we didn't have our picks for the open, uh, by which, by the way, um, Dan, you know, I love the open. Uh, I love it more than any other major. Uh, what I hate though, is it's because it's in Europe, T times are at three or four in the morning. Yeah. So, essentially, we're watching replays and not live golf, and I can't well, stand that. Well, for someone like me, who has to be at work very early in the morning, it was great because I wake up and it's like, ooh, live golf. Yeah, but I'm not waking up at 3 or 4 in the morning. Now, it was no. good when it was Championship Sunday where tee times were uh, when I was waking up. So, that was yeah. that was well, fine. You, so, you and I disagree on this. You love the the Open. Mm-hmm. I love the Masters. Um, because I am someone and those who golf with Drew and I know I love hazards I love the bunkers I love ponds lakes I love really scenic courses and that's what the masters is for us I mean we know how uh, famous Amon's Corner is but for links courses it's very open it's you know you may have a tree that's about three feet tall and it's I just don't care for that style of golf.
1: Yeah, I, um, I love
0: the Open more so for the Saint because Saint Andrews, when it's going to be there next year, it's going to be mm-hmm. the you know the best site in golf. That's what you think of when you think of golf. I, at least for me, I know a lot of people say the Masters, but that's where golf originated. Um, yeah. But you talked about Colin Morikawa, and honestly, I think he's perfect for golf. Uh, the kid is incredibly special. I know he gets to compared a lot of times to Tiger Woods. He has for his whole career and I don't like that for him because I think that he can be great without the comparison uh, The competition for Colin though, I believe and people are probably gonna disagree with me on this I think it's more fierce now than it ever was for tiger The people can disagree if they want but the reality is Colin winning is tougher than it ever was for tiger winning however I'm not going to downplay tiger's insanely good career mm-hmm. But no one's short game right now is better than colin He, he is proof that it has everything to do with technique and it's not about power. You know, Bryson DeChambeau, I'm looking at you. Um, but Colin, man, I love the kid. His, his, like his speech during the open, just the humility within that. That was a great speech. You know, and when I worked at the, the Wyndham this past weekend, there are some players and caddies that are just straight jerks. (laughs) I'm just going to be transparent. They are so rude and disrespectful. It's insane. And now I understand why some players on tour do not like playing with other players. There's some caddies I've never even heard of in my life. I've never even seen. There's, there's golfers I hadn't even seen. And just their interaction with, with other golfers or with people who are volunteering is just like, man, you're a jerk. And so to have a kid like Colin, from the outside, obviously I've never met him, but from the outside, it looks like he's, he's a good ambassador for the game. This um, theory applies to sports across the board. Is that there will always be someone better? Yeah, sports evolve. Things get faster. Thing people get more analytical. I mean, I I personally think Jack Nicholas is the greatest golfer ever. A lot of people say Tiger. Golf was different when Tiger played versus Jack. Golf is different when Colin played versus Tiger. And now Tiger, I don't know if he's ever going to play again. To be honest with you, but same with football. Football transitions. We go from a run game to a pass game. You go from baseball, where baseball was really about getting on base, which is why Tony Gwynn was so great, but then you have now it's being about power hitting. So the game itself evolves, and so I don't think we should get so hung up on you know these comparisons, especially when these players have been playing decades apart. Yeah. Before moving to baseball, to, to finish the episode up, you know Bryson DeChambeau, first of all, the drama with him and Brooks, uh, they just need to squash that. But the 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 drama episode that he pulled at the open was, I think, extremely childish and poor taste, and I think it really hurt his brand. I really think it hurts um, a lot of a lot of people in general, uh, as far as the people he works with, because he he openly spat in the face of of Puma and of Cobra. Yeah, give uh, give a little context things. because it has yeah, been so, a while. so so the thing happened. is, Bryson DeChambeau. Nobody watches golf. I understand. Uh, it's it's a slow sport, but he uses a driver that I think only has five degree loft. So essentially the driver is pretty flat um, and he can't drive. He can drive far, but he can't drive straight. And when I, let me clarify flat. I mean, it's flat on the face. It's not flat on the ground, but he wasn't driving well at the open when he was when in, in Great Britain. And he was talking a lot of smack about his driver. He just like, Throwing people under the bus as far as a whole, not just specific people. Cobra and and Puma, which they're the same in one. They said, "Hey, you can only do so much with with equipment. At eventually, you're gonna have to take responsibility with your technique and things." Yeah. And, and Colin Morikawa showed it's not about you driving 300 plus yards every single time. It's about you getting in the middle of the fairway and mm-hmm. then take your shots from there. And that's why Colin is so great. He's yeah. the best iron player right now. And and Bryson. So good. The problem is Bryson has so much power, but how? What's his percentage getting on the fairway? Yeah. He spends a lot of time hunting for his ball. Yeah. And and that's what that's what, you know, Cobra and Puma were saying is and it was great was because it was the Open. The British tabloids they're notorious for finding as much juicy dirt as they possibly can. This was ripe for the picking. British tabloids to say Bryson that's actually your fault the reason why you're not doing well don't yeah. blame the equipment it's you yeah most most golfers pro golfers their degree of loft on their drivers is about nine nine and a half now some of that sometimes that can be adjusted depending on uh you know what type of day what the wind is you know if you're trying to keep more spin on the ball or less spin on the ball but typically about nine nine and a half degrees is what you want to for you know good loft Where Bryson again he's on that five degree loft. So he's basically, I mean, there's less control over that. But anyways, Bryson, uh, you know, I'm a huge Brooks fan. Uh, Well, I don't want to say huge anymore, but I I enjoy watching Brooks play. I think he's a great golfer. But it's like, man, whose side do you really pick? And I don't, I initially thought this was good for the game of golf because it brings attention. Now it's just like, dude, you're just being a crybaby about things. And and Drew before we go into MLB, the FedEx playoffs, they do start today. This is the there's three rounds. Uh it's going to be New Jersey this week, next week it's Maryland, the week after it's Georgia, and then there'll be a FedEx Cup winner. And we have a lot of golf. I mean gosh, golf is amazing. And then next month we have the Ryder Cup, which is on the 24th of September. That happens every other year. Drew, who are you rooting for for the FedEx playoffs? I know we we have 3 weeks to get through but initially before we start who are you rooting for i mean uh, that's tough i mean obviously i would love to see cameron smith win um i mean xander win but i think right now if i had to put my money on someone it's colin marco right now he's he's playing the best golf again his iron play is so good it is the best in golf and you are spending most of your time using iron so i'm gonna go with the guy who has really good putting but the best irons on tour well, who am I rooting for personally? I'm not, I'm not who, talking about like talent wise, who's the best. I'm talking about personally, who do you feel I'm rooting for? I don't know. I would say a lefty, but I know that you're an Abraham answer fan. So, well, more so than Abraham, although um, he did win a PGA a couple of weeks ago, Victor Hovland. Oh yeah, Victor. Forgot about him. Love his I like, personality. I like. I like Victor too. Um, so I, I'm he rooting won for. Won a national him. title at uh, in, uh, Oklahoma State, and guess who he won it with? Matthew Wolf. So those two. And who you love, you love I Matthew do. and I love Victor. So that would be awesome from me They're You know, he's a great young golfer, uh, but that's, we got the, the FedEx cup coming up. We've got the Ryder cup after that. Uh a so plenty of golf, but football is, is really going to be the uh, meat and potatoes of the podcast for, for the th- foreseeable future. Drew some baseball before we wrap up the episode. I want to refer to this article that ESPN just posted the other day. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because a lot of this, I'm like, you and I talked about this. Yeah. Why are we not hired by ESPN? We could have helped them out a couple months ago. So they post an article. Hey, here's some things that the MLB should look into to help, you know, grow speed the, game. Up the game. Yeah. Speed up the game or evolve the game of baseball. We've we've talked about that on this podcast. Yeah. So the number one thing they put on here was shorten the season. Duh. I've been saying that forever. <laughs> You've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years. 162 games is way too long. Cut it down to 120. 120 is perfect. We'll start with that. Duh. You and I check. We've been saying that forever. Mm -hmm. Next thing, expand and realign the leagues by geography. Huh. Isn't that something that we also did too? Yes, we did. Because we talked about it with the NHL too. Mm -hmm. You have to, you need to do it geographically. Stop doing this like NL and AL stuff in the same cities, all that stuff. Just cut it down. You're making travel better. What the NHL did during uh, this past season, the fact that the division's were so close in proximity and having back-to-back away in home games was awesome. Yeah, the
1: they, fact that they, they, they got like, away
0: from that, I think is stupid. They did it like baseball style where you, and when you play a team, you do all your games with them at their home yeah. before you move out. So that's, so let's say I wish they would still implement that because it is cut down on cost significantly. And if you're trying to be wise about, you know, COVID and all that stuff, why would you travel more? Um, next thing at a pitch clock, Dan is the hugest advocate for pitch clock more than anybody that you will ever meet. Guilty. Uh, the pitch clock is needed. Uh, the game, you know, the thing is, Dan, I work for our local minor league team here. The other night, it was a four-hour game. Okay. And the thing is, we got pooped on. I think it was like 17 to eight or something. Yeah, a minor um, league game Minor league four game, hours. But the, our team is known for having more than three-hour games. It is, it is known. No matter what, they always find a way to go over three hours. Well, guess what? It was four hours the other night, and that's exhausting. Nobody wants to be there for that. Uh, Except now, if it's thirsty Thursdays. And- I was going to say, so l- the, the night was $2 <laughs> beer. It was 10 o'clock, and we haven't even called last call yet. The thing is, people are drunk by 10 o'clock because they've now had three, almost three hours of straight drinking. Uh, the thing is, the game should have been over by then. And last call hadn't happened yet. I wish I liked beer because that would be beneficial to me, you know, $2 drinks, but uh, no, I, yeah, beers just, uh, it's an acquired taste. Another thing they put on here, bring in the robo umps. I've been a fan of electronic strike zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the thing is with working in production with my job, I get to see blown calls or not because I'm, I'm, I'm in the booth. There was calls the other night that were so bad that I'm like, we need electronic strike zone because I had the ability to replay it. They can't, it's real time. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But if we can get electronic strike zones, it cuts a lot of this out. Yeah. And you, some people say, well, I like the human, the human aspect of baseball. Why? We, we spend as fans, you know, when we don't like the human error, when it's against our team. Exactly. It's fine if the other team, you know, oh, they got a bad call. But when yeah. it's in our situation, we don't like that. So yeah. let's just make it so. I mean, we as fans at home, you, we get to see what the box looks like. We know when they've missed a strike or a ball. I don't know why we can't just implement a robotic. I know that they're working on that within uh, certain minor league teams about maybe presenting that to the MLB one day. But yes, I agree. So uh, another thing in streaming blackouts and loose video right restrictions. Yes, yes, I would agree to that. Um, I'm tired of having blackouts when I'm like, well, the closest team in market is this team. Why is it blacked out? It makes no Mm -hmm. sense. You can even carry that over to any sport, Uh, especially, you know, especially the NFL. They're, they're terrible with that. Um, Allow the trading of draft picks. Honestly, I disagree with this. I don't like that because the thing is with baseball, the draft would be. That's what I'm saying. The the, the MLB draft is so long that if you allowed for trades, it, it would just make it. Uh, it would make it a mess. And I like the fact there's no trades because, you know, guaranteed, this is where we're going to pick no matter what. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about anybody else. This is it. I love that. Yeah. Keep that the same. There's too many players in too many rounds yeah. to, to do that. Um, another thing is pay minor league uh, leaguers a living wage. Absolutely agree. Yeah. These minor leaguers make nothing. And the only thing where they make money is signing bonuses. Like, for instance, I'll talk about Henry Davis. So Henry Davis just got drafted First overall pick, he got like a six and a half million dollar signing bonus. That's great, but a lot of the minor leaguers don't have that, and so yeah, they are living on a, a wage that's not livable. Yeah, um, and a lot of them live together. Yeah, um, uh, Anaheim Angels, they, the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles, whatever their term is, uh, their minor leagues have actually stepped up and are in the midst of in uh, I think suing the organization because of how little they get paid and their treatment of as minor league players. Yeah, they don't they do not get paid much at all and the thing is if they lease an apartment or something and then they get called up, not only do they have to lease another apartment because wherever they're relocated to, they have to continue the previous one if they can't find someone. So that's they why get, I think they, they pay terrible. They should do similar to what the NHL does where they have two way contracts. Yeah. So you're, you're guaranteed a salary and whether you play in, let's just use Carolina cause they're closest their, um Their minor league team is the Chicago Wolves. So if they sign a two way contract, they're getting paid whether they play in Raleigh or whether they play in Chicago. Uh, last thing that they put in here was rethink the role of the commissioner can yeah, we, I mean, I don't think we, we ought to get Manifre. rid of him, too. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a good commissioner. I don't mean, honestly, the when you look at all, let's just talk about the four major league sports. The crazy thing is, I think Roger Goodell is the best commissioner on all of them. Well, people, I think him, him and Gary Bettman. Look, we don't like their, especially Gary Bettman. We don't like their personality styles, but they've done so much to grow their respective sports. Roger Goodell and I, people dog on him all the time, but the NFL would not be where it is today without Roger Goodell. Without question. Mm-hmm. People can deny that. I, you, that's fine. But he, what he's done for, for the NFL has been incredible. Dan, you got one more thing to talk about baseball and then what we'll in the podcast for yeah, this week? Yeah, just you know, a name change. We talked about the Washington football team with uh, new names, logos. But for baseball, the Cleveland Indians, because they're still the Indians, have announced that they are going to change their name starting next year. They're going to call themselves the Cleveland Guardians. Blah. I'm not so much. The name doesn't really bug me as much. Okay. It's kind of weird because it's, it's mythological and they did it because if you go to Cleveland, they have this bridge that has these mythical creatures on it. Um, And so they did that based off of their city. It's the logo. The logo looks like a minor league logo and you can go on, on, on the internet and look at it. It's not, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, but that's the thing is I'm actually opposite. I actually prefer the logo more than the name. I think the name is stupid. I think it sounds like, uh, a minor league, uh, you know, XFL team or something, or minor well, league I, baseball. I, I league. agree. I single A. We're in this time in history where you know changes are being made. Uh, I don't think that Guardians it could have been the strongest name, um, but it's better than the Browns. So that that was named off of a, of a former owner. So that's a it's a different situation. But that wraps up this week's podcast. Again, it was really a bunch of recap because we haven't heard from you guys or or talked to you guys in two months. Uh, But the Dan and Drew show is back next week. Football, football, football. And we're going to be in the full swing of things. Yep. So anyways, we'll see you next Thursday. Much love.
1: Thanks for listening to the Dan and Drew show. Catch all our episodes anywhere you find your podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan and Drew show. We'll catch you next week for your weekly hit on all things sports signing off.